When I was 16 years old, I had a girlfriend. Hard to believe I know. If you would have known me in high school, it would have been very hard to believe. But I had this, this girl was the girl of my dreams. I was a sophomore, and she was a senior. <sighs> That's what I'm talking about. We dated for about two and a half months. And I will never forget when she broke up with me. I know, right? I mean, how could this possibly happen? I was devastated. I mean, I was so brokenhearted. And I mean, I walked around in a funk for weeks. And I said to myself, you know, I will never get over this. I did. I said to myself, I am never going to fall in love with, uh, fall in love again. I did. And I said to myself, uh, I, I will never be able to recover from this tragedy in my life. 16, right? I was so dumb at 16. <laughs> Not much has changed. But, uh, but I, I was so in love with this girl. And I was just devastated when she broke up with me. And like I said, I was like in the depths of despair and depression. And I was so down and so hurt. Uh, I, I, I walked around like in a, in, a, in a haze all the time. And I just was broken hearted and crushed. How could she do this to me? What did I do wrong? What could I have done? What could I have changed? It's not you, Sean. It's me. It was me, actually. I was very selfish and an idiot. But anyway... Um, I remember being at home a couple months later, and I'm still in the, in the depths of despair, and I'm, I'm just down. And my mom walks up to me, and she comes up, and she just puts her arms around me. Now, my mom is five foot two, and I'm 5'11-ish. And uh, she reaches up and just puts her arms around me and pulls me into her, and I started sobbing and I just bawled and she took me over to the couch and she sat down and I laid down on the couch and put my head in her lap and she just stroked my hair while I just cried and cried and cried she knew that something wasn't right and she knew that I needed comforting. And that's what she did. That's her nature. She saw her son in pain, and she wanted to comfort me. That's what she did. Now, I know that not everyone has the world's greatest mom like I do. Sorry. Your mom is okay, I'm sure, but she's not mine. We all have pretty good moms, don't we? I mean, we all, uh, even for better or for worse, sometimes our moms are just incredible like mine, and sometimes our moms, you know, struggle. But I, I think that deep down inside, we all have a deep love for our moms. Even when we had a, a rough upbringing, even when we had a tough time growing up, we still have this special connection to our mothers. And, and that makes Mother's Day kind of hard for some people. Maybe Mother's Day is hard for you. 
And maybe Mother's Day is just a day that you don't look forward to. Today is a tough Mother's Day in our house. We put our son on a bus at 5.45 this morning to go to space camp. Who planned that? And he's like, I'm out of here. We're like, no, not on Mother's Day. He's going to be gone for a week. Party. No. We, we love our moms. They have a special place in our hearts. And we love the things that they're able to do, that intuition they have, that nurturing nature that they have. And this morning I want to talk about I want to talk about uh, something very special about moms. And in, a way, in the way that they, are, I believe, are most like God. Now, in the Bible, we, we see God as our father. And it never talks about God being our mother. But there are a couple passages of Scripture that talk about how God comforts his people as a mother comforts her child. And this really resonates with me, like the story I told you about my mom. This really rings true for me, this, this special relationship that I have with my mom. And, and I believe that the reason why moms and women are, are so comforting, and we could talk about uh, uh, many, many wonderful aspects of the women in our lives. We could talk about their, their, naturing, uh, nurture, their nurturing nature, their uh, unconditional love. Um, no one loves you like your mom, right? Uh, their uh, gentleness, their tenderness. And I think that these characteristics, these qualities of women and moms are a direct reflection of God. Because the Bible tells us that God created men and women in his image. God created men and women in his image. In other words, he created us to be kind of like him. Now, I'm not saying your mom is God. I'm not saying that he created us to be little gods. That's not it. But we are created in his image, and we reflect the image of God. And so the characteristics and qualities that we love about our moms and that we love about the women in our lives, those characteristics and qualities are characteristics and qualities that we see in God. His unconditional love. His gentleness, his nurturing nature, his tenderness. I want to talk today about this special characteristic and quality of God that I believe is reflected so well in our moms and in the women in our lives, and that is this idea of comfort. In the book of Genesis, in chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, I want to show you where this comes from, this idea that women are made in the image of God. It says, let us make mankind in our image. This is God speaking. Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female he created them. He created us in his image. We all bear the image of God. Men and women, fathers and mothers, we bear the image of God. We are created in his image to look like him, to reflect his love 
and his tenderness and his gentleness and his compassion and his comfort to those around us. We know that God is, we know that his love is unconditional because he sent his son Jesus to die for the, whole, the sins of the whole world. He sent his son Jesus to die for your sins and my sins, for mom's sins, for dad's sins, for our kids' sins. God sent Jesus to die for everyone and so that whoever believes in him and puts their faith and trust in him by believing in him, repenting of their sins, confessing their faith and getting baptized, in that moment, God washes away our sins and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness and purifies us from all wickedness and he washes away our sins in that moment and he gives us the promise of eternal life. But more than just getting to go to heaven, God comforts us here on earth because we all go through very hard times. We all go through difficult days. And one of the days that for a lot of people is difficult is Mother's Day. And so I want to just encourage you today to see God, uh, see this comforting side of God, this mothering nature of God. I want to I encourage you to see this today. And then I want to talk a little bit about what it means. So if you've got your Bible, uh, turn to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. And hold that for just a minute. If you didn't bring a Bible, you can grab one out of the chair in front of you. It looks like this. It's on page 816. And just hold that for a minute. I want to talk a little bit about this idea of how God is our comforter. In Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah, we're going to look at a verse here in just a second from the book of Isaiah. Uh, I want to tell you a little bit about what Isaiah was talking about. Isaiah was a prophet of God. And Isaiah was prophesying at a time when Israel was very, very rebellious. Now, the kingdom of Israel had been divided into two parts, a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. And the northern kingdom of Israel was conquered by the Assyrians, and the southern kingdom of Israel, uh, the southern kingdom of Judah, where Jerusalem was located, uh, was going to be conquered by the Babylonians. And so God tells his people, because of their idolatry, because of their wickedness, because of their wicked practices, they were going to be punished by the Babylonians. And uh, the Babylonians were going to come in and they were going to destroy Judah and carry them off into exile. And they were going to destroy the capital city of Jerusalem. Now imagine if my job as a preacher was to get up and prophesy about the judgment that might be coming on, on, on our country. If I had to get up and preach a message that uh, our nation was going to be overrun by ISIS, for example, and they were going to destroy America and carry us off into exile. This is not a job that I'd want to do because you are my friends and I don't want to tell you that bad things are going to happen. And that's what Isaiah had to do. He had to tell his own people that God was going to punish them by carrying them off into exile and destroying their capital city of Jerusalem. This is tough news. This is hard to share. But God, in his grace and in his mercy and in his compassion, does not leave his people in exile. No, he makes a promise to them that he will restore Jerusalem, they will rebuild Jerusalem, that people will come back. And in Isaiah chapter 66, verses 12 and 13, it says, this is what it says. For this is what the Lord says. I will extend peace to her like a river. He's talking about Jerusalem. And the wealth of nations like a flooding stream. You will nurse and be carried on her arm and dandled on her knees. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. And you will be comforted over Jerusalem. As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you that you are going to be brokenhearted and you are going to be carried off into exile and you are going to have terrible things that are going to happen to you and I'm, 
Uh, it just it breaks the heart of God to have to punish his people in this way. It breaks the heart of God that these things are going to happen to his people because he loved them so much. But their wickedness and their idolatry and their paganism, uh, all these different practices, the things that they were doing, it was no good. And he had to punish them. He had to discipline them. The Bible says that as uh, a parent disciplines their child, so God disciplines those who who he loves. And so he had to discipline his people. He says, but I'm not going to leave you alone and I'm not going to forget about you and I'm not going to abandon you and I'm not going to forsake you. Instead, I'm going to bring you back and you will be comforted as a mother comforts her child. And, and how does a mother comfort her crying baby? She nurses her. She nurses her. How does a, a mother comfort her crying child? She, she carries him or her in his arms, in her arms. She bounces her or bounces him on her knee and she holds her child and this is the image that we get of God that when we are broken hearted and that when we are going through tough times and hard situations and our hearts are breaking and our world is falling apart and we feel like we are being crushed on every side that God says I as a mother will comfort you he is the God of all comfort and that's what it says in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. And I want to read that with you real quick. Look at there, there at 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 7. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort, comfort we ourselves have received from God. For just as the sufferings of Christ flow over into our lives, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. If we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces you in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. And our hope for you is firm, because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. And I want to just talk about that passage for just a moment. There's, Paul uses the word comfort over and over and over again. And he says that God is a God of comfort and compassion. And this word compassion uh, literally means to be moved by someone's misfortune or death. To be moved in your heart or in your love for someone by someone's misfortune or death. That God, when he looks at you and you're struggling, and you're hurting, and you are crying, and you are brokenhearted, just as a mother comforts her child, God is the God of all comfort and compassion. He compassionately looks at you to comfort you. He looks at you in your troubles and in your distress, and he looks at you in your pain, and he looks at you in your heartache, and he does not reject you. And he does not push you away. Have you ever had someone do that? You know, you're all you're upset. You're brokenhearted. And someone's like, I don't want to deal with your drama. And they just push you away. And you're like, what's wrong with you? That's not God. God does not push you away when you are hurting. And when you are brokenhearted. And when you are suffering. No, God is the God of compassion who is moved by our misfortune. He is moved by our circumstances. He is moved by our pain to comfort us. He is the God of all comfort. And he comforts his children as a mother comforts her child. 
this is God. I think sometimes we get the wrong idea of God. I think sometimes we have the idea that God is, he's, he's out to get us. He's out to smite us. He's out to punish us. That God is, is sick of us. That he's sick and tired of us. That he, yet he doesn't really love us. He just puts up with us or he tolerates us. That's not God. As a mother comforts her child, so will God comfort you. And so for the balance of our time, for just a few minutes, I want to talk about some, some situations, some circumstances that we may find ourselves in where we need God's comfort. And so, first of all, if you're missing your mom today, if your mom has is, is gone on to be with Jesus, your mom has passed away, and, and you're missing her today, I want you to know that God wants to comfort you. And whether it's been three months or three years or 30 years, that hurt never really goes away. It hurts. And so you may be sitting there today going, I hate Mother's Day. And this day just hurts too much. Or I'm tired of Mother's Day and I just want to see my mom. And I want you to know that God is the God of all comfort. And he will comfort you as a mother comforts her child. And so if you're missing your mom today, I want you to cry out to God for comfort. That God cares for you. He will not leave you. He will not ignore you. He will not abandon you. He does not forsake you. No, God is your comforter. And you can cry out to him that through the power of the Holy Spirit, he wants to comfort your hurting heart today. We may be tempted to run away from God. We may be tempted to say, God, I don't need you. I don't want you. I don't want anything to do with you. I hurt too much. And we lash out against people when we hurt, don't we? And sometimes we lash out against God when we hurt, don't we? We get angry with God. Anybody here ever been angry with God? It's okay to raise your hand. It's okay to admit it. He knows. He's well aware. And maybe you're angry with him today. Maybe you're frustrated with God today. Maybe you're hurting and brokenhearted. You don't want anything to do with God. I want you to know that God wants to comfort you today. Maybe your situation is different. Maybe your mom is still with you. Maybe you've had a rough upbringing, though. Maybe your mom wasn't very nurturing and wasn't very caring, or maybe she made some really bad choices and bad decisions that still impact you today. Maybe you're hurting because your mom hurt you. And you haven't talked to her in years. Or you haven't talked to her in months. Or you haven't talked to her in weeks. And there's this pain, this underlying pain that just won't go away. This underlying hurt that just won't go away. And there's this tension. And there's this sick feeling when you think about your mom. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what you're going through. And I want you to cry out to God for comfort. Because God is a comforter. And he cares about you. And the Bible says that you can cast all of your cares upon him. So if you're missing your mom, cry out to God for comfort. 
If you don't have a very good relationship with your mom and you don't know where to go, cry out to God for comfort that he will comfort you in your situation too. And finally, for all of us here today, for all of us who are here, I just want to encourage you to comfort someone else. As God comforts us, we need to comfort each other. That's what the whole passage there in 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 7 is about. That we have received comfort from God, and because we have received His comfort, we need to comfort those around us. So as you look around this room today, as you look around church today, you may see people dabbing their eyes. You may see people weeping. You may be, see people crying. How can you comfort them? How can you reach out with the love of Christ, with the love of God, with the compassion and the comfort of God and comfort someone else who's hurting today? We're a family here. We're a great big family. And we need to comfort each other when we hurt. We need to comfort each other when we're in pain. We need to comfort each other when we're brokenhearted. There's a great verse in the Psalms that talks about this. This is one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. And it's Psalm 34, 18. It says this, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Are you brokenhearted today? Do you feel like your spirit's been crushed? Are you hurting today because it's Mother's Day or because a number of reasons you could be hurting today? I want you to know that God does not reject you. He does not turn away from you. He does not turn his back on you. He is close to you. The Bible tells us that if we will draw near to God, that he will draw near to us. And maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you've been running from God for too long. And it's time to turn to him for comfort. Or maybe you've been comforted and you feel just fine. How can you comfort someone else? Maybe there's a neighbor of yours who's going through a difficult time financially or emotionally. Maybe someone you know is going through a divorce. Or maybe someone you know is, is losing a loved one. Someone you know has lost a loved one. Maybe there's someone you know who is going through a disease, through an illness, and they're their bodies are betraying them and their bodies are breaking down. Maybe there's someone you know who's losing their job or is losing their faith. How can God use you and their lives to comfort them today? Because that's what this is all about. One of the great themes of the Bible is that we are blessed to be a blessing. We are blessed to bless others. And when God comforts us with his love, and when he comforts us as a mother comforts her child, we are to in turn comfort someone else. So who can you comfort today with the comfort you have received? Who can you comfort today? Think about that one person. Think about that one family. Think about those people around you right now who need your comforting touch, who need your comforting words. And comfort someone today or comfort someone this week with the comfort you have received from God. And when we do that, we are, we are being the church. We are being the church that God wants us to be. We are being the family that God wants us to be. 
And when we truly love one another and care for one another deeply from the heart, when we love each other the way we're supposed to, we will comfort each other even when we're going through difficult days like today. Like I said, I'm thankful for my mom, and I pray that you are too. And I want you to know that your God has, has nothing but love and compassion for you. He is the God of compassion and God of all comfort. And he has this nature about him that he is willing and able to comfort us in our troubles and in our struggles. So I pray that you will have a great, great rest of your Mother's Day, that this message has been encouraging to you and has been comforting to you, and that you may have a happy Mother's Day.